0: Welcome to the Square
1: Podcast, Re. Ryan, I'm the I'm the happiest lad in all the land. Oh, tell me why. Hold. Me mean old Mister Cuomo had a change of heart, and he said I could go get a haircut again. <laughs> I, I, I'm fresher than I've ever felt. I'm so happy. It's it's all gone. I, I I look like a real a real boy again.
0: You look good, and you feel good.
1: Feel like a million bucks and and Christmas came early, so right. thank you, Mister Cuomo.
2: That's a haircut you can set your watch to that you got over there.
1: It's like you gave me a watch as a present, but <laughs> you know things with are li- things are looking up. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> we can stay in the orange zone for the rest of my
2: life, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Let's do it.
1: And welcome back everybody to the Square Podcast. And if I sound like I have a little bit of pep in my step, you're right. You do. I do. I I'm I'm cleanly trimmed. I'm I'm a little bit more swole, you know, those three weeks that I spent just loafing around the couch looking like Thor in that, that movie I haven't seen with the superheroes. <laughs> I just know he got fat.
2: Green Green Lantern, I think, is what you're the one you're talking about.
1: Sure, him too. That was me, but now I'm a new man. I'm changed, and I'm back. I'm better than ever with Ryan, Jim, and Kelly. How you doing, Kel?
3: Hey, what's going on?
1: We're just we're just hanging out. We're gonna have a very holly jolly week mm-hmm. this week, everybody. I think uh, you know we're all feeling in the spirit, feeling in the mood. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: We got started out a little earlier with a little drink. I like to call Tom and Jerry's.
3: We little had holiday drink. a few. Tom mm-hmm. and Jerry's.
0: Mm-hmm. Not as
2: many as last week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could have enough Tom and
0: Jerry's. No, <laughs> no probably not. I've I've, no
2: had, I've had like six or seven at one time. And I'll tell you right now, that's enough. That is that is more than I, enough. It was is, like
0: 4,000
3: calories of Tom and Jerry's.
0: It's, yeah, it's, not only is it a lot of calories of Tom and Jerry's, but that's yeah. a lot of brandy. Yeah, v- volume-wise, what that, what's that, a gallon? <laughs> is that a gallon of Tom and Jerry's?
1: Well, who's I, counting, I, officer? Hold right, on. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we, we certainly uh, have had our fair share of delicious Tom and Jerry's, but yeah, we're here to have fun. We're here to uh, to talk, although I, I got to say, Jim, you know, I, I don't think any of us are going to be having as much fun this week as you did last week, uh, doing your best uh, Ben Gazzara on the Jack Parr Show impersonation. <laughs>
2: it's, yeah, it's going to be tough for anyone to uh, impersonate what I did last week, unless uh, unless we do a lobotomy
1: partway through the show. Yeah. <laughs> I w- I will say last week's episode was probably my favorite to listen to. Um, for two reasons. One, nobody wants to hear the sound of their own voice. And I don't want to hear my nasally voice. But also just listening to Big Jim recount all the times that, you know, he might have killed a guy.
2: <laughs>
1: Maybe. <laughs> Maybe flipped a car.
2: Flipped a car. Uh, uh... <laughs> Reported a boat that they lost stolen.
1: Yeah, just a little casual insurance fraud. <laughs>
0: Statute of limitations achieved, by the way. Right.
1: You can't prove anything. Mm-hmm. Different country. So, no, last week's episode, great. Folks, if you want to have a real good time with the boys, check it out. But if you want to stay and have a good time this week, stick around. So, what do we got going on around the square, around Buffalo? Jim, fill me in.
2: Oh, my God. Well, Worst politician in Buffalo, as deemed by me on this pod- very podcast on our first episode, Stephon hilu that You're fucking Terry one. Fold monster. He's, he's a mean her. one, Mr. He is. <laughs> he's, he's just a sociopath. He's just, mm-hmm. he's a pure sociopath. Um, he is trying to cancel culture West New York dot net right this week. And he's been spending, it seems like every waking hour on this goddamn thing this week where he spent... Uh, York Media.net, or actually, the blogger who runs it, I believe his name is Mark Odian. Um, who, in addition to Western York Media.net, as far as I'm, I understand, also is a concert promoter and does other work. He received a ten thousand dollar grant that was partially funded, or was funded by the CARES Act. That was, you know, the COVID money that came from whatever, and it was supposed to go to small businesses. And you know, if he's a blogger, that's a small business. It. I don't know how it's affected by the uh, by COVID, but I mean it's a small business concert promoter clearly affected by COVID. Um, so he received ten thousand dollars and Stefan, this <laughs> sociopath. <laughs> Uh, has been on like how like he called Chris Jacobs racist or the Jacobs family uh, you know, white power and called Stefan himself a racist and no <laughs> yeah I know I Stefan a racist it's if the shoe fits Stefan <laughs> um, and rails against Republicans and he, he's a left wing blogger um, and as Stefan just keeps calling him a radical left wing blogger who attacks Republicans in a partisan manner. And Stefan keeps pointing out is that, you know, this guy received advertising money from Mark Hitler.
3: <laughs> did, did he say Mark Hitler?
2: He didn't say Mark Hitler. It was, Im- it, was it was implied. Yeah, the, the, the Hitler was implied. Um, ECDC, the Erie County Democratic Committee, um, and Jeremy Zellner, the chairman of the Erie County Democratic Committee, um, in the past, Now, I didn't get a chance to look into this, but I I bet you, because up until Trump, WesternYorkMedia.net ran favorable stories on Republicans, too. And I bet you if I looked in the past, I bet you there is Republican money that was spent on WesternYorkMedia.net or to Mark Odeon um, in campaign finance filings prior to 2016. I haven't looked, so I don't know for certain, but I'd be willing to bet that there is. But Stefan's been all, so Stefan has, he's, he's first, he sent a letter to the director of 43 North who administered these grants. So, which throws right, right there, throws a hole in his argument that Odeon got these grants because he was politically connected because the county didn't administer these grants themselves. It, they, it's not like Poland cars got to make the decision on who was getting the grant money.
1: But that's, I guess, neither here nor there. I mean, personally, you know, I think uh, more blogs should be getting COVID relief. And also, I think we should have more elected officials who get really
2: mad. About blogs, hey, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I think if there's anything that we're learning from this is
1: that elected officials should get mad about blogs all the time. It's, this is ah. how you know. Hold on, this is how you know. Uh, you know how everybody accuses Buffalo being 20 years behind the time, <laughs> getting mad at a blog.
0: There are still blogs here. Is like
1: the most like 2002 shit I've ever heard.
2: <laughs> it is. It's, I I wish that he would get mad about our podcast because we'd have more listeners then. <laughs> Just wait till 2028. All right. 2040 is when he'll get mad about this.
3: Well, on top of that, I think he wrote and mailed a letter to every member of Congress. Yeah, well,
2: that's the other thing. So he followed up the uh, attention-seeking letter to the director of 43 North, where he demanded a list of everybody who received money, which... Last I checked was published by WGRZ, so if you just want to go on Channel 2's website, you can get it. He should know where that website is. He used to work for that fucking place. Um, he then sent a letter to the chairman of the Erie County Legislature, April Baskin, on how on this website, somebody had published the N-word. Now, it was a guest blogger who was black, who was arguing against racism when he used the n-word but let's not let facts get in the way stefan i
1: i have something to report when i was a kid in school we read a book and it, and he used the n-word and it had it had uh tuckleberry finn and tom sawyer in it and i mean it wasn't great it was problematic so you should cancel mark twain as well
2: right yeah uh I read a similar book. It had Huckleberry Mihailu <laughs> and, and uh, Tom Filano. But uh, and then and then today, uh, we're recording this on the 18th of December, one week from Christmas, as, far um, as I know. And uh, today, Stefan posted on Facebook as he or Instagram as he has wanted to do a picture of a letter that he sent out because he always. Puts pictures of letters he sent out. He doesn't. He doesn't just tweet them out. It links of letters he sent out, but he puts a picture of it on Instagram because he's got brain disease. I'm not sure what's. He's a smooth brain, Terry folded monster. (laughs) Um, But uh, a picture of the letter he sent to Jim Jordan, sexual abuser hider, the sexual abuse cover-up guy.
0: Ooh, not, not a good thing.
1: Oh, did you see, just a sidebar on Jim George, you see what he tweeted today?
2: No, I did, I did not see what he tweeted today. Oh, he
1: said, uh, he tweeted, the best stimulus, a job. Oh. <laughs> huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give that up.
2: As somebody who's applied for uh, jobs a bunch of times, uh, all I've heard is this. Request denied. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then stuff on in it, it was like well, I sent this to every member of Congress. Now he's complaining about like ten thousand dollars going to one blogger. He's also complaining about the COVID funding being spent on meals and cutlery for employees working overtime for the county. That, that they spent, like, $200,000 on, like, cutlery and, and food and stuff like that, um, which makes me think that he never worked in the, in the private sector because, no. you know, they spend way more than that on feeding their own employees, especially during overtime and, and crisis situations. Oh, yeah. But, that's again, neither here nor there, um, <laughs> just the amount of money it costs to mail letters – Besides the fact that he's from 1955, like Reese said two weeks ago, that he's mailing letters to every member of Congress. He's mailing a two-page letter on county letterhead. That's expensive. The letterhead's not cheap. I'm sure it's county letterhead envelopes or county stamped envelopes. Again, not cheap. At 55 cents apiece to every member of Congress to say, basically, check out the $10,000 we spent. Congress is going to approve a $1 trillion stimulus package next week. $10,000 doesn't even... They don't even care about $10,000. But that doesn't even matter to them. It's such a low amount of money to
0: a member of Congress as far as, like, spending goes. So, 55 times 538, that's almost $30,000 for the postage alone. Right. Wow. Wow. Crazy. And that's...
2: That's just for him to, I don't know, to cancel culture uh, a blogger that he used to be friends with. This used to be somebody that, that considered him a, uh, considered himself a friend of Stefan Mihailu. and Stefan is, I he's he, you know he's running for re-election next year, and this is what he's doing is he's wasting his time on stuff like this.
1: Well, I, I disagree. Listen, Stefan understands that nobody actually knows really cares what a comptroller is. So they just know it's vaguely related to money. And he's banking on that fact where he's just going to get mad in, in letter form, apparently. And and do like, you know, send out horse and pony letters all throughout the country, getting mad about a blogger getting money. And, and that's all people know. So you look in the news and you see, oh, Stefan is, is rooting out Uh, malfeasance at the blog level. And you're just like that's my guy. Yeah,
2: but the thing is like, you're not seeing that because he's not getting any coverage from the media. You only know this is if you have a brain disease like I do where you follow Stefan on social media. He's not getting any coverage. I tried to talk to my parents about this today, and they had no idea, no clue what I was talking about. They both read the Buffalo News every single day. They watch four and seven
1: multiple times throughout the day, and he's getting no coverage about this whatsoever. Do you think he's trying to here's my personal theory, guys. I think he is sick of doing the politics thing. Like I'm I think he's sick of actually being. An elected official, and I think he wants to go back into news media. Uh, so he's going back to the well of like outrage culture, so he can be a Fox News guy. Like he wants to be a personality. I think of him more of as an O N guy or Newsmax. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, Fox News is like basically Fo- like MSNBC at this point. Fox News is not red anymore. Not <laughs> official position of the pod. <laughs> Fox <laughs> News not red. But, but speaking of Fox News and stuff on, in the last week, he was on Fox News. Oh, he was on Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Was he really? Yeah. Holy shit. What the hell? I mean, I can only imagine. What, what was he talking about? This? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He talked about this,
2: and he talked about Robbie Delano and Athletes Unleashed. And
1: I could just imagine, like, Tucker Carlson with his, like, slack jaw just... Oh, westernnewyorkmedia.net. like, like seriously, uh, you know, just entertaining Stefan. just right because being cause outraged.
2: Like, if you name, if, if you make Tucker Carlson make a list of all the things he cared about, at the very bottom of that list would be Buffalo, New York.
0: Yeah, probably.
2: I mean, fucking Des Moines would make it higher than that because at least it hosts the uh, it, it's the Des Moines Register host, uh, hosts the. Uh, Primary every four years. It wouldn't be the top of my list. Des Moines.
0: Yeah, that either.
1: Oh yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> well, speaking of unabashed racists, uh, Jim, talk to me about this Confederate flag issue. What's going on? Uh, so, uh, <laughs> King Cuomo. Your, your king and mine.
2: Right. Yeah, Andy yeah. Cuomo. And and we bowed his feet. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know. I wish I knew who his court jester was because I apply for that job, but again, request denied. Um, request denied. <laughs> uh, wants to ban or has banned the sale of Confederate flags on state property. Now it's 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 only on state property, so you can't like set up a booth at Allegheny State Park and start selling Confederate flags. Although. There goes my business idea. Right. I, I don't know how Just try and stop us. I don't know how feasible it was to set up booths on state property and start selling things anyways in the in the past. But um you no, know, he wants to ban the sale of Confederate flags on state property and it's fine, I guess. Um there's some First Amendment issues there.
1: What about Ryan's Civil War reenactments?
0: Yeah, what about him? Yeah,
2: I mean, all those Civil War battles that happened in New York State.
0: Uh, <laughs> not not too many.
2: No, not not too many. There, I think there were more War of eighteen twelve battles. There. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's where they also had the Confederate flag <laughs>
1: <laughs> at Fort Ticonderoga.
0: <laughs> How'd you know about that?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This is one of those. I, I don't know. I, I don't think anybody should be buying Confederate flags. Do I think Andrew Cuomo should be telling you that you shouldn't buy them? I don't know. On state property, I guess that's his job to be able to say it. Yeah,
2: that's how I feel. It's like, no, should you buy a Confederate flag? No is the answer to that, like 100% of the time. Uh, There's no reason to buy that flag. It's a flag for traitors and racists. Should the governor of New York be saying that we can't sell them on state property? Shouldn't he be taxing millionaires? Doesn't he have better stuff to do? Isn't there a fucking worldwide pandemic that he needs to be taking care of? Well, hold
1: on now. He has a book about how he beat the pandemic, okay?
0: yeah. I... Oh,
1: yeah. So that p- pandemic out the window. Now on to Confederate flags. And you know what? I don't want to be like that cynical asshole guy. But when I hear things like this, that, okay, I mean, in in abstract sound like it's a good idea, I guess, kind of, but seemingly come from fucking nowhere. Like where the, okay. Yes. There's a lot of people who, if you, if you pulled fucking a hundred people on the streets in anywhere and and I, I think pretty much anywhere except probably, I don't know <laughs> the Southern tier maybe of, of New York here. But if you pulled a hundred people and you asked them like, should you be able to buy a Confederate flag? They probably say no. So where
2: I, I just I didn't realize this was a problem that people were selling Confederate flags on state property and it was such an issue that it had to be adjudicated in well, some way. This
1: is and this is where like again, like I don't want to be like this contrarian prick, but I just hear that and I'm like, Oh well I know Cuomo has like these national aspirations and one of the big ways to set yourself apart is to like trigger conservatives. You know and and Andrew Cuomo's already got the Safe Act which has you know even as as huge proponents of gun control as as we all are I can speak for you guys at least for myself I think is very flawed uh the Safe Act and and I'm not a gun owner or anything I just think it's flawed for a couple of different reasons but Cuomo it feels like he's just trying to trigger people with this like it just seemingly comes from nowhere and just telling people like well you can't buy Confederate flags and state property with the hopes that it goes viral And that it can become a culture war issue that he goes on, you know, CNN or MSNBC and says, I, I'm fighting the good fight against Confederate flags or something. And then, you know, it just becomes a thing and it raises his national profile even more as it seemingly looks like he's going to be locked out of the Biden administration. So that's the cynical side of me. That's what I got. King Cuomo. Give me something a little happier, Jim. We got, we got Amy's place back open, huh?
4: Amy's
2: place back open. That's great news. They, uh, the lentilberry wrap, just fucking chef's kiss perfect.
1: They do have new ownership, is my understanding. Um, I think they're set to be, I, <laughs> if you think I can afford the Buffalo News, you're out of your mind, <laughs> or if I'm going to pay for it. But I did see part of the article in the free preview. I think they're set to, did you read this, Ryan? Did you see it? Which one? No. They're, they're supposed to be offering drinks now over at Amy's place. Yeah. Wine and whatnot. So I'm excited. I really hope it's something like the spirit of the old Amy's place. Just a great, just a really cool atmosphere that that place was. And I hope that had a food truck too and a food truck. And I hope it's something where it's like, yeah, they can sort of capture the same spirit. I hope it's not like a place with the same name, but it's like a completely different thing. I don't know. But it's open, and a lot of people, I think, are really happy about it. Uh, yeah.
2: I'm, ec- I'm ecstatic about it. I mean, it's, um, I'm not a vegetarian by any means. Yeah. I had fucking two ribeyes for dinner tonight. It, could, it couldn't be less vegetarian if I tried. Um, but Amy's Place always made great food, vegetarian or not, and I loved eating vegetarian when I was there because the food was just so good.
0: Another vegetarian place that uh, closed down. I don't know if it was due to the pandemic or what, but Merge, Merge, no longer open. No, that
3: was that was before the pandemic.
0: That place I loved. Fantastic. Merge.
1: I I I'd love to have that open again. I loved Merge too, but it was a real weird. It it was like they were like combination, like it became like almost like a night, not nightclub, not like a dance nightclub, but I'm thinking like a 1950s like a jazz lounge. Jazz lounge. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I and, was and thinking.
3: it could happen in, in the middle of your meal. <laughs> I, I actually loved that.
1: <laughs> I thought the same thing as a kid when I went to Major Magics. Ooh, oh.
3: <laughs> it's, it's exactly
1: the same. <laughs> Does anybody else remember Major Magics? Yeah. Uh, of course. course. I don't. Oh, it was the the off brand Chuck E. Cheese. Oh. It was like when it bears uh bears. I, I grew saying, up in Dunkirk.
0: But... What was that?
3: Was it bears singing? Or oh, it was. Major I think it was bears. Yeah. yeah. While you ate your crappy pizza.
1: It was like the, it was like the, we have, we have Chuck E. Cheese at home. And then Chuck E. Cheese at home was major magics. And the bears were just, <laughs> instead of the, the little, little right. the rat and his friends, it was like a much shittier bear. Right. It was, friends.
2: It was a bunch of bears, but like not good bears. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Cheap robot bears. Cheap oh,
2: okay. cheap robot bears that, like, barely looked like bears. <laughs> um, definitely bears that... But, or like, are they just, like, text-derming dogs or something? You you, uh. you, you wouldn't take these do- these bears home to mom.
1: I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> They're real bad.
0: Oh, okay. All right.
1: Um, yeah, no, Amy's place reopened. Uh, really exciting. Uh, Jim, what else we got going on around... Uh, On the old 716. Well,
2: one of the nice things I want to talk about real quick is that, uh, uh, today travel and leisure came out with their 50 places to visit in 2021. Uh, and they talk about how, you know, if you had travel plans in 2020, you probably went nowhere because you weren't allowed to go anywhere. But now with the vaccine coming out and even Fauci saying we'll probably have herd immunity by late spring, um, they're saying, "Well, we'll be able to travel again." And uh, Travel and Leisure came out with a list of 50 places to go visit in 2021, and one of them happened to be Buffalo, New York. Were we were
1: we like number 50? Oh, uh, we, No, were they, we like middle of the pack. They like, didn't actually make it. They did an alphabetical order,
3: <laughs> <laughs> so we were away at the top.
1: So we were number seven.
3: Oh. We're, we're number one on places that love to be on lists,
2: though. Right, yeah. As far as, like, like how much we shit our dick over being
0: on lists, <laughs> like, we were definitely ahead of, like, the Badlands. Being on a list
1: always makes the evening news here. Yeah. Always. Not even, like, the good list. Like, those terrible, like, content farm yeah. websites mm-hmm. that, like, somebody's, like, grandmother is, like, sharing. Like, oh, like, places to bebiz Mm-hmm. And, you know, just fucking Aunt Susan is, like, fucking smashing that reshare button on that.
2: No, so, I mean, travel and Leisure putting us on a list is actually pretty good news. Uh, they they focus on, uh, in the article, I did read it today, um, that they they start off with, they're like, you've probably heard about Buffalo's restaurants, which is not true, because you probably haven't heard about Buffalo's restaurants if you live outside of Buffalo. <laughs> um. But the reason to go there is because of the art scene, and I talk about. And I, I wish I remember the name of it. Um, I'll if you if you go on our Facebook this week, I'll make sure to look up um, the name of the gallery and post it. Um, but there's a gallery on Main Street that focuses on Native American art. In fact, it exclusively pro- yeah. promotes Native American art. It's founded by a member of the Seneca tribe. Um, it is. Unique to the United States. It's literally the only art museum in the United States that does only Native American art.
3: How is that possible?
2: Well, generally we've maltreated Native Americans oh. for like the entire history of the country. Right.
3: That's, that's a good point.
2: Um, so it, it's on Main Street. Uh, like I said, look at our Facebook page for more information about it. Uh, but they, they talk about that. They talk about... Albright Knox and the expansion and how Albright Knox won't be open until 2022. Talking about K art gallery. K art gallery is the, yeah, that's what it is. Thanks for looking it up.
1: So I don't have to, I now I don't have to post anything on Facebook. We maybe. can promote them. No, we'll,
0: we'll post it.
1: I would love, I, I don't know if anybody listening to this has any connections with them, but that sounds really cool. Yeah. I would love to, I would talk, no, to, I would love to talk to promote them. Promote the that. hell out of it.
2: You know, um, but they talked about, you know, it, you can't go to Albright Knox, but you can go to, like, the Northland Project, and you can check out all the Albright Knox public works that are going on throughout the city and uh, the different art museums that are happening in the city. and um, I mean, it's just a positive list to be mentioned on. It doesn't mean anything.
1: Nobody's coming to Buffalo because they saw it in travel and leisure. Uh, you, you don't know. Honestly, you, you really don't know. Like, you say that, but... There are people, and they're not our age, you know, like they, there are people who are like, tell me where to go, travel and leisure, who will just come to Buffalo if they see like enough pretty pictures. And
3: There were 49 other options, though.
1: <laughs> right. But we were number seven. <laughs> well,
0: let me put it this
1: way. All right. Think of other Rust
0: Belt cities. You're in Buffalo. Let's think about Pittsburgh or Cleveland or Detroit. Would you spend a weekend trip there? In one of those other cities, just
1: to get out and experience new things, I would. We really should have like more of an understanding with the rest of the Rust Belt cities, because look, we should do like an exchange program where yes, we spend like a year in Cleveland. Yeah, I would do that. Okay, sure. Or, or even just like a like a like a week in Mm -hmm. Cleveland, and then like Clevelanders come to Buffalo, and you know, then we all like. I mean, we have the better football team now. That's true. That's it's close. True. close.
0: It's close.
3: They have an excellent orchestra, though.
0: They'd, okay.
2: Yeah. Cleveland. We have a better football team than Baltimore right now. It's also close. <laughs> you know It's not close? Detroit. We have a much better football team than Detroit. <laughs> that is correct. They,
0: uh, they might have a better hockey team than we
2: do. No, they definitely do not have a better <laughs> hockey team. Than we
1: do. And, and we don't have a good hockey team, but yeah. Detroit definitely does not have a better yeah. hockey team than we do. Right. I'm just saying Rust Belt exchange program. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to write the mayor of Pittsburgh. I'm not, like Stefan, I'm going to go back to 1955 and write him a letter. Like we should encourage open open travel within our borders, like well, the new situation. The the next stimulus
2: package will probably have grant money involved and you maybe you can get a grant to do this.
0: Wow. Uh, ooh. Ooh. Okay.
2: If only you knew somebody who was used to writing grants. If only. I don't, I don't know anybody like that. Um but so let's so let's actually uh, our news of the week. We have to turn to uh, our beautiful boy Ryan for this next one.
0: Oh, are you talking about where I grew up, Dunkirk Mayor Willie Rosas?
2: I am talking about where you grew up, Dunkirk Mar- uh, Mayor Willie Rosas. Well, I've
0: evidently, you got thrown out of the common council meeting this week for <laughs> yeah. being, uh, uh, from what I understand, allegedly, uh, being too cool. G- g- being too cool. Yeah. Just, just uh, you know, kind of voicing his opinion a little too loudly and for too long.
2: Mm-hmm. And it wasn't his
0: turn. Wasn't his turn. Right. So, what what was the story, Jim? You read the story.
2: Um, the council was having a meeting without the mayor. And he showed up, which is fine. He's a member of the public. He can show up. And, and, sure. Um, but somebody was speaking. They had the floor. And the mayor just kept interrupting and and, um, insisting on talking. And he wouldn't let the other person who actually was given the floor speak. I wonder why not. And so the council member who was running the meeting said, you know, Mr. Mayor, you know, you you need to to be quiet or else we'll have you escorted out. And he just kept going and going and going. So eventually they said, Sheriff, would you please escort the mayor out of the, the meeting?
0: And I understand you, you. You actually went so far as to listen to the audio
2: of this. Week. Yeah, I went to, so far. I as didn't. To listen. I actually listened to the audio of the meeting this week. Yeah, um, and you could just hear him yelling, not not at a microphone. So you can tell that he definitely <laughs> did not have the
0: floor. Yeah. What was he yelling about? What was what was you, so serious?
2: You couldn't make it out really what he was yelling about. So, like as far as I can tell, probably the fact that like. He can't paint his car to look like the General Lee on state property anymore. <laughs> I, doubt, I doubt that.
1: I uh, doubt that. I mean, look, look, look. Okay. Get off your high horses, all right? I think it's cool that Dunkirk has elected officials just, like, getting dragged out in cuffs. All right? Well, we. Well, well, what else do they have to do around there? Uh, you know, it was a fight over the budget. They okay. got real mad, and everybody just, you know, got real loud, and then they dragged him out in cuffs. And then... He spends a night in the old Dunkirk drunk tank, and then
4: mm-hmm.
1: you know, just takes like, it off. That's about it. Just like Otis and Mayberry, spends a <laughs> the night there. Wouldn't that be amazing if the mayor? If that was like what they did with the mayor of Dunkirk? Like this is just a weekly thing, but like WGRZ <laughs> just caught wind of it. I know they probably did that with the previous mayor.
0: This what? one, I don't know. I don't know. He's. It's just the
1: tradition. I've every- too much about him other mm. than this. Every council meeting ends with the mayor just being like dragged out, kicking and screaming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the entertainment in
1: Dunkirk, though. You gotta understand answer, that's what that's I, what there is to do. How many would, fucking council meetings would you go to here in Buffalo if that's how they ended? If, oh, if, I, I would
2: go to every one. I, I, I would not miss one if
0: if every single one of the ones in Buffalo ended with Byron Brown well, being dragged out. Or somebody. What's stopping us from being dragged out of a common kind? No,
1: but it's got to be an elected official. It's got to be an elected Uh, official. Like, how many of those... uh, Listen, okay, this is pre-internet age, but how many do you think Jimmy Griffin could have been dragged out of?
2: Probably should have been dragged out of. Pretty much anyone that was run by Jim Pitts.
1: (laughs) Speaking of unabashed racists, Jimmy Griffin. Um, oh, so, speaking of unabashed racists,
2: so we've got a new candidate for mayor, uh, for sheriff. Oh, good. Who this? Uh, Steve Filano. Okay. And you might think, ah, he's running for sheriff. He probably has some law enforcement bona fides. Has to. Must. I mean, must. So he's a QAnon, thirty-five-year-old marketer for a law firm. Oh. So you know, basically. Your ideal sheriff.
1: All right. Where the fuck do they find these people?
4: <laughs>
1: so he's
2: he's running. He's asking. He wants to be the Republican candidate. It, it doesn't look like he's necessarily garnered the Republican support yet. Uh, had he's garnered any Republican support, I'm sure his boy, your boy, and our boy Stefan would have tweeted something about it this week. Mm -hmm. Um, So the Republican Party might be trying to get their own candidate, but he's out there running. I mean, he got an article in Newsweek about... Newsweek? Newsweek. Ran an article online about this fucking guy running for sheriff in Erie County who talked about, like, he's not going to enforce all the state laws. He's going to enforce the laws that he thinks are correct, and the laws that infringe on civil rights of individuals he's not going to enforce.
0: His take is, if Governor Cuomo can dictate what the state does on immigration, then him as a sheriff can dictate what we do under the COVID uh, regulations. Right. Right.
2: Right. And and he had some comments about, about, as we talked about, the Confederate flag uh, issue. And he had some, well... Where does he
0: stand on that?
2: Sell them as many wherever you want. Okay. Now there's not a lot of standalone
1: property in Erie County. No. Listen, I think, I think he is going to eat shit, and I'll tell you why. Because unlike comptroller, where people don't really have any idea what that job is, other than involves money, people have a general idea that sheriff is some kind of cop. Okay, and I know not everybody likes cops and, you know, whatever your feelings on that, fine. But you don't want this guy who is decidedly not a cop now becoming a cop. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, you see this fucking, like, insane person and you're just like, oh, yeah, I want him arresting me. I want him pulling, like, I want him in charge of the guys pulling me over on the 219.
2: I agree with you other than I, I bet you he wins Republican primary.
1: I agree. You know what? I, I could easily see him winning a Republican primary, and then, like, is Tim Howard running again? No, he's not. He's retiring.
0: Oh. Oh. So he's more, this new guy, Filano, he's more or less a libertarian, right? Yeah, he's well, he, he's a libertarian
2: with some QAnon mixed okay. in. Okay. Um,
1: okay. I don't, Maybe he wins a Republican primary. I just don't see him... Bit, famous last words, and I get taken off to the... <laughs> Sheriff re reeducation camps. But I I just don't see it like I'm sorry. I I I know people don't like this Tim Howard. They dislike Tim Howard for many many valid reasons. But you could always say, all right, well, he is a law enforcement official. Like you he had a career as a law enforcement official. You could identify him as such. It made sense even if, you know, his very very heavily scandal-marked term As it comes to an end, Mm -hmm. like you could say that guy's a cop. This guy is just some guy. He's just some fucking guy. Yeah, he's just some fucking guy. I don't know. Whatever. I, I, who knows? It's, I'm hoping that 2021 is like, I know 2020 is crazy and I know we're just inclined to just full throttle on bat shittiness, but like for the love of God, can we just dial it back a little for 2021? Can this guy... This fucking QAnon guy not win, please. I mean, it's going to be crazy because
2: the other office that's countywide that's up for election next year is county controller. So it's going to be Stefan and Steve Felano or Felano or Felatio or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. Steve Felatio and Stefan Consonance running for office together. Yeah. And there's going to be feeding each other crazier and crazier ideas.
1: Fuck that guy. I'm I'm sick of this. All right, <laughs> talking about a politician that I, I actually am a little bit excited about. Ooh, are we talking about Nate Watch? Sh- India. We're going to no, we we're, we're going to talk about a politician I'm actually excited about and then we'll we'll get into like me being jokingly excited about Nate. Oh. But um <laughs> no, India, India Walton. She uh we talked about this last week that she was declaring her candidacy. Um, so it's, it's officially official. She's, I, I, I don't believe I, did you check the website today, Jim? Or I'll, I'll check it at some point while we're talking, but she's officially declared, um, running for the democratic line. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I'm very excited that there is a different option. <laughs> like I I don't want to say different, but truly like, it just feels like every time that there is some sort of spark or somebody in the mayor's race, I said it last week, like meme candidacy. But you know, it was Sergio Rodriguez. Hell, even Kevin Helfer felt like a a meme candidate all the way back in two thousand four. Um, but India Walton is generally like or genuinely exciting and coming from the background that she she's coming from. Um, again, we are a little bearish about her. Potential maybe, but who knows how these things will break. So I just, I I couldn't fathom talking about a QAnon guy for much longer. So I needed to, I needed to pivot, Jim. No, and we are bearish on,
2: um, you know, we know that she's being supported by several friends of the pod. um, And she's, she's a community organizer, but she's garnering support from other community organizers who have experience in mass campaigns. So you want to talk about somebody who's got a chance to, you know, try to shake up the political establishment. I think India has got as good a chance as anybody else. Like I said last week, um, prior to getting obliterated, (laughs) (laughs) um, that, it really comes down to, for her, how much money can she raise and can she can continue to get the press she's getting? She's getting a lot of press right now. Can she keep that up?
1: And can she raise any money? So I'm looking at her website. So now it has been updated to at least have some policy planks uh, that she's prioritizing. So, you know, at the top of the page, real Resilient, ready. India Walton is running for mayor of Buffalo because we deserve leadership that listens and responds to our needs. India's top priorities are public health, fair housing, fiscal responsibility. Okay. Uh, her experience as a nurse and community organizer proves she will be an advocate for for all of us. Okay, uh, sure. Like uh, already, I'm in. Right? Like she sounds like a normal person. You know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm. I guess we're at a point now with a lot of like life and politics where I'm just. I feel like I'm just starved for like normal
2: human beings. Right. I mean, at, at no point does she say there, I'm going to only enforce the laws I believe in.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Like either it's like we get what feels like people who are just you know at least in Buffalo anyway. Although you could certainly say this for the rest of the country too but what feels like lifelong bureaucrat types or just absolutely fucking insane. Yeah. I'm going to enforce the laws that I believe are real about COVID or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to give you a little, cause I am I'm, I'm not familiar with this can. I'm this is somebody that is new to me in, in, in my life who I'm excited about. So I'm going to read the, um, the Meet India section from her website, India Walton embodies Buffalo's sense of resilience. Born and raised on Buffalo's East Side as one of six children, India became a full-time working mother at the age of just 14. She earned her GED while pregnant with twins who were born prematurely, an experience that inspired her to become a nurse in the same NICU where her boys' lives were saved. Um, Just a sidebar, so my little sister was born premature, my mom had her premature, and, you know whatever I'm not giving people political points for life experiences necessarily, but I will say like that is an extremely harrowing experience. And the fact that she is somebody who has able to, she earned her GED while doing that. And they were born prematurely. That's fucking like unbelievable. Um, as a healthcare worker, India became a representative in the 1199 SEIU union, standing up for both workers and and patients from picket lines in Buffalo to the steps of the U S Supreme court, where she was invited to speak at a National Women's Rights Rally in 2014. Continuing to serve as a nurse in Buffalo Public Schools, India witnessed the health disparities among our most vulnerable citizens and became determined to change the systems that caused these injustices. India's commitment to systemic change called her to become a community organizer for Open Buffalo, establishing herself as a thought leader on a wide range of issues, including criminal justice reform and fair housing. Her work on the latter led her to be named the founding executive director of the Fruit Belt Community Land Trust, for which she worked with longtime residents to develop permanently affordable housing. having proving her having proven her passion for caring for people from infants to elders, Indy is real, resilient, and ready to be the next mayor of Buffalo.
2: That land trust bit gets back to our episode two weeks ago. We talked to Harper Bishop and Dr. Knight about affordable housing and you know they they said that you know the best way to do it would be more land trusts and they they pointed to the fruit belt land trust as being an example of doing it right um so you know that kind of experience going into city hall would be good right right i mean from at least from what we've heard from the experts
1: yeah no and and i'm starting to feel the excitement in real time that some of our friends, of the pod have been feeling for a while. Um, and, and, and I think I'm on board now. Like I, I'm, I, I probably would have been on board, but after reading um, India's, you know, biography and sort of her policy positions and things, I I'm very excited. And it's just one of those things where it's like, we don't get people like this who are empowered to do stuff.
2: No, I mean, I would say the one part of her Platform that sounds suspect to me sounds sus. <laughs> um, well, wow. okay, yeah, is uh, fiscal responsibility. I've never seen anybody campaign on fiscal irresponsibility. Nobody's ever like, we fr- got to get Ryan to run yeah, for office. I've never, I've I've number number never run, run for office
0: because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd be irresponsible as hell, <laughs> right? You know, so, would I I'd be instead of, I, I would replace every elevator in the city. With a slide, a curly slide.
2: That's, uh, First of all. I would make Friday part of the weekend and give every new baby chocolate to Claire.
0: Well, that, no, that's a really good thing to do. Yeah. I think.
2: That's a Moxie Fruvis lyric.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: Reese boys, Moxie Fruvis.
1: Thursday at the Square of Favorites. Thursday
2: at the Square of Favorites, Longtime
1: runners, Moxie Fruvis. Cheers. Cheers to that. No. she. Yeah, look, and, and we're spending a lot of airtime on this because, I don't know, like... Again, we don't get candidates. Because you like, want her on the podcast. Let's well, face it. We want her on the podcast, but also like. <laughs> yeah,
2: of course. The most important election coming up next year locally is going to be mayors. Like as important as controller is or as sheriff is. And I don't want to dismiss because sheriff is going to be something that's going to be watched at the national level because sheriffs do have impact on local laws and how they're they are, they are enforced. Controller is not going to be watched at the national level because nobody gives a shit. Because your controller is supposed to be doing audits and nothing else. They shouldn't be writing letters to every member of fucking Congress.
1: Well, and you know what? Not for nothing, we just saw. Uh, but the it was the common council elections, right? Where we had a bunch of women who were trying to get on the ballot, who are essentially rat fucked off the ballot. So now we have a, a genuine, a genuinely qualified, motive like motivated, highly energetic woman on the ballot coming up for mayor like it bears a woman of color on the ballot who you know like we watched the city is clearly fucking at least we're still like on second wave feminism here at least when it comes to our politics and like having people just you know we fucking you're not getting on the ballot so i don't know it just feels like a breath of fresh air um I, I, correct me if i'm wrong i don't think buffalo has ever had uh, a, a woman as mayor, Jim. Uh, Kelly, as far as Bryan. I know,
2: as far as I know, the, the, we've never had a female mayor, let alone a female of color. Well, I think it's about time.
1: It's well past time. Yeah,
2: it's, yeah, it's, it's, time. it's, it's certainly past time. Um, no, I, I, I am intrigued by her candidacy. Um, I'm not quite ready to say I'm excited by it. Um, I'd like to see more. I'd like to see who she's running against. Like I said last week. Byron hasn't announced yet. <laughs> wow. I mean, you would you would expect that he's running for a fifth term. I expect he's running for a fifth term. But, but he, is he? He doesn't have the amount of money that he had saved up prior to his fourth term like he normally would have. He's been doing some fundraisers, but not the big ticket ones like he's done in the past that he's raised a ton of money off of. I mean, there's room out there That to question. He's got enough years in, in the state retirement system that he could retire. I don't think he's got the magic he had
0: previous years.
2: I mean, look, as my father said last week, now my father's just some nonsense guy from the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But as my father said, like, if Byron wants to run, he wins. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I disagree a bit. I think that there's... Well, let's
0: hope it's not that
2: that I, easy. I, I think that there is some room for an India Walton yeah. to, to run. Um, I do wonder about, you know, there is um, fusion voting in New York State. If the mayor runs, he'll get the independence line. He might get the conservative line if he wants it, he could lose the Democratic primary in July and still be on the ballot, which would be the nightmare scenario for Republicans. The nightmare scenario for Republicans would be India Walton winning the Democratic primary and Byron Brown being on the ballot on the independence line.
0: Yeah, who would they have?
2: Well, it it doesn't matter. They don't care about the mayor for a Republican line. That's not where the nightmare is. The nightmare is that that would bring out Democrats in the general election when they're trying to win sheriff and controller. Mm-hmm. And turnout in the city of Buffalo might be really high because you'd have a competitive mayor's race for the first time since 2005 or whatever it was when, or 2007, something like 2005, I think
1: it was with Kevin Helfer. Was it two, Oh, yeah, it's an odd-numbered year, right? Odd-numbered year. Yeah, was, yeah okay. Oh, five sounds right.
2: 2005. Um, You'd have a competitive race for the first time since then.
1: Uh, But by the way, by the way, if we see India Walton on the ballot and 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 Byron Brown, uh, guess what? I just have a hunch that there's going to be a candidate from South Buffalo running in that race. And, and for, for whatever whatever way you want to take that, uh, the long-rumored Tim Kennedy mayoral run could finally happen this year. The fact that there is a bit of historical precedent for this as well. Um, Kevin Helfer, Mickey Kearns, uh, you know, like, whatever. We've, we've seen this happen, um, you know, for, for other reasons. But I, I do think that we would... The field is wide open. I do think that you could see a... You know a a South Buffalo candidate also on the ballot, Mayor Scanlon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, could be. Um, All right. Well, from maybe maybe Mickey again.
0: Yeah, get out of
1: (laughs) here. Just so so pivoting from politician that I'm excited about to politician I'm excited about. Uh, Well, I'm sorry, private citizen that I'm excited about. Mm. Is it finally time? It's finally time. It's day one. Day one. Day one. Shh. it's nate watch hey listen he the the congressman the congressman that could have been uh the tweeting congressman that could have been no less he's he's still up to his old tricks i i swear we were talking before the show and we're like is the nate watch thing played out like is is Never. he is he still well you know you don't know is he giving us enough content for for this show like is, is it worth it and then i pull up nate's twitter feed and and Literally, I swear to God, within the minute that I said it, I get this just this gem from Nate. All right. (laughs) Like within the minute, I shit you not. It was like he was reading my mind and he's like, Re, do I got one for you, bud? All right. Listen to this outside of full scale war, how could Trump have done worse? The whole thing sort of reminds me of Brewster's millions. That movie where Richard Pryor tries to spend all of his money. It's like Trump was deliberately trying to make a fool out of himself and destroy our country. Nate with the timely... Brewster's Millions Brewster's
0: Millions, millions great, great film. The great Richard Pryor. Right. The
2: late great Richard late Pryor. Great. John Candy, also late and great in that movie.
0: Yes, him too.
1: I love the idea of, of like Nate... Like sitting there watching a movie with his kid, and just like I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him real mad. Like I wondered if you like stir up a fire. Like somehow, like Brewster's Millions would get people really mad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: uh, he's an influencer, baby. He knows how to push the buttons. He's got us reading his tweets. The problem is, I with like, right.
2: if, if I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna be worried about spoiler alerts for Brewster's Millions. <laughs> Ryan, plug your ears. But well, uh, yeah. The point of Brewster's Millions with him spending all that money is he needs to spend the millions of dollars that he he inherited so they can inherit the full amount, which is like X times larger than what he currently inherited. And he has to spend all of the the money. So for like Trump to be doing a Brewster's Millions thing, he'd be like, I I have to be insane for these four years. In order to be then president for the rest of my life. (laughs) If you want the analogy to work fully. He he almost did that. He came pretty close. I mean, he he wants to be president for the rest of his life. Yeah. Which could be six weeks as far as we know. (laughs) That fat piece of shit. (laughs) He's one Big Mac away. Yeah, I mean...
1: It's some special sauce just goes around the wrong tube, and okay. the next thing you know. Yeah, Alright, all right, curbs. all right. I, I've got I've got one that maybe tops the Brewster's millions, okay? This one came in yesterday. Campy. Campy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Alright, ready for this one, Kel? Nate Nate McMurray tweeted yesterday, December seventeenth. I was just in the grocery store. Anyway, this guy kept following me in one of those drivable carts. <laughs> He'd say, excuse me. I'd quietly move. After the third time, I barked, buddy, go around. He kindly said, I'm sorry. I saw you on TV. Just wanted to say hi. Lesson, be kind. All right. There's a little give and take there, right? Right. Hey, let's file that under shit that definitely didn't happen.
2: Right, yeah.
0: It is just I, I overheard some uh, liberal in a coffee shop type thing. This or? is like that times
1: ten because
0: <laughs> this, 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 this 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 is writing
1: your own Wikipedia page. Like, okay, could I could I see somebody like identifying Nate like in in the grocery store? Uh, yeah, of course. You know, he was a congressional candidate for a million years. Uh, he never stopped running. I who knows who's to say he has it still has not stopped running. But like just this idea of like a guy following him around a grocery store, <laughs> like some guy following around and like Nate barking, like go away. And he's like, oh, I just want to say hi because I saw you on TV.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Lesson, be kind.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope he learned that lesson. I hope he learned that lesson in Grand it, it, Island. Had he learned that lesson before the
2: election, he might have
0: got elected.
2: Right. At least when he ran against a criminal, Right. he might have been elected. Right. When he ran against an honest person, as my father pointed <laughs>
1: out, he had no chance. <laughs> Jesus. Why that is, I don't know. Oh. Well, what do you say, gang? We, uh... We get a little bit of holly jolly up in here. Hey, yeah, let's let's do, let's let's a, do it. Let's the, get into Christmas. The, the gang talks Christmas. <laughs>
4: Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight.
1: Walking in a winter. At the Square. Guys, what are your favorite Christmas Buffalo Christmas traditions? There's so many things, so many fun things. Gifts. Jim, G- yeah, gifts. Fuck. Okay. Just as Buffalo sure. only.
2: Nobody else does it.
1: We should tell the people in Sheboygan about this.
0: Yeah, receiving and getting gifts is the best part of the season, let's face it. Right, right. It's I don't the- care what what any like piece of media says, the reason for the season is was
2: like was the Bible. Jo- least of all,
0: Joseph and Mary, yeah, hanging out
2: in a manger, opening gifts. That's what they did, yeah. Or gifs,
0: depending on how you want to pronounce. Oh, them. <laughs> gold yeah. frankincense, gold frankincense, myrrh, myrrh. The best gifts you can ever
1: get. Yep, I've never gotten either of those things. I'd be so mad if I like. Opened up my gift and it was like frankincense. Mm-hmm. Really, I'd be pretty happy if it's gold.
3: Frankincense smells like shit. <laughs> it does.
1: I mean, I would be ecstatic if I got gold. Two thousand like, be...
0: years ago, it didn't.
2: No, I'm,
3: that was probably the best they had. Yeah,
1: it's probably the best smelling
0: thing around. Right, because toilet paper wasn't invented yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just had sponges. They just kind of reused, right? <laughs> three right. Yeah, right? Three shells. Yeah,
1: three shells. <laughs> Oh God! That's the, can that's I get the wait? Can I get the two ply shell? That's the future, okay. That's the future.
2: That's I. I, I mean, uh, how disappointed would I be if I opened up myrrh? Pretty disappointed. Yeah.
0: Gold, like I'm with Ray. Like if if I open up gold, I'd be like, sweet. I know what I can do with this. Oh, okay, Jim. What's your ultimate gift? What do you? What would you love to receive? Given any amount of money.
2: Given any amount of money.
0: Yes. Jeff Bezos says, I'm going to give Jim a gift. Money is no object. Properly cooked veal (laughs) milanese.
1: Okay. Wrong. It's a genie that gives you more gifts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, It's stupid. God.
2: That's all of Jeff Bezos money.
1: (laughs) That's, that's a legit gift. Jeff Bezos probably has developed a genie that gives him more wishes. Probably. That's how he got as much power as he has right now. Right? Yeah. 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 The genie. That genie came up with the Amazon Prime. Yes. Yes. Well, all right. Buffalo traditions. Fuck genies and Jeff Bezos, guys. What? I know we can't do anything ever again uh, until we all have you know Fauci's herd immunity allegedly, (laughs) and we get we all get stuck with the vaccine. But you know what? Let's remember some good stuff. Well, let's let's talk about what, what we've already indulged in tonight. The Tom Ooh. and
4: Jerry.
2: The, oh, the Tom, Tom and Jerry's. Jerry. Tom and Jerry's, which are a Midwest thing. And Buffalo, despite wanting to be a Northeast city. We're Great Lakes. We're 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 Midwest.
0: We're Great Lakes. Rust Belt, Great Lakes, Midwest ish.
2: Midwest at heart. Right. We're Midwest at Heart. I mean, we have a, a slight northeast feel to us, as I talked about during the Buffalo sixty six episode. Yeah. Um where like when he when he goes into the restaurant and the restaurant Basically tells them, "Get fucked. We're closed." Like we have a slight northeast feel to Buffalo, where like sometimes people will just tell you, "Get fucked. We're closed." But for the most part, we're aw, geez, Aw, oh, geez, Aw, oh, geez, Aw, geez. Got-
3: come into the dance studio and use our bathroom.
2: And yeah, uh, uh, use, our use our use our use our bathroom and abduct one of our students, and then also have a Tom and Jerry.
0: We got the nasally accent. We yeah, call, the we call accent. soda pop. Right. <laughs> okay.
2: Oh jeez, Rick.
0: Oh jeez. But anyway, we were big on Tom and Jerry's around here. We right? are big it's a big Tom and tradition. You know, the biggest Tom and Jerry place for years has been the place, the place On Lexington. Lexington. Yep. Um. New ownership as
2: a, as of a couple of years ago. I will say that I don't like the recipe at at the new place as much as I like the old place. Right. I'm not sure that the recipe changed. It might just be the ambiance. Also, probably to a certain extent, was the fact that I knew the old owner and his son, and they were the main bartenders there. And so they served me Tom and Jerry's for much cheaper than they were charging most other people and served me many more of them than they should have been
0: serving any individual I will say over the past few years, the best Tom and Jerry I've had was at Buffalo Proper. Yes. May it rest in peace. I wish it were still in existence. Mm-hmm. But but,
3: uh, but tonight we got our Tom and Jerry's from Waxlight. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to say Waxlight is a friend of the pod. Woot, uh, yeah.
0: yeah, hell yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, friend yeah. of the pod.
1: Adrian took me there for my birthday, and then I yep. took her there for her birthday. Like, it, 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 my birthday is when it, like, had just opened right before the pandemic hit, and then Adrian's birthday was, like, right before the restaurants actually closed down. So, that was, like, the last in-person dining experience that we
0: had. They're legit. They know what they're doing. They're a cooperative. hmm Support them. Yeah. Support well, them, folks.
3: Also, excellent Tom and Jerry.
0: Oh, baby. Yes. Excellent everything. Damn good Tom and Jerry. But definitely Tom and Jerry's. Little take-home pack. Damn good Tom and Jerry's. Yeah. So where did the where did the Tom so I I look on eBay, you can you can buy vintage Tom and Jerry bowl and mug sets, right? Mm -hmm. It's like a whole thing, it's whole whole kitschy thing for the Great Lakes region around the holidays. But how how did it start? I understand it started, you know,
1: eighteen hundred somewhere, right? You see, there's a cat who was going after a mouse. Mm -hmm. No, I'm listening. No,
3: I think, I think you're mixing it up.
1: No, it's oh.
3: So, my understanding is that they were actually invented in the UK. There was uh, a British journalist named Pierce Egan who wrote a, a book and a play called Life in London, and the main characters' names were Tom and Jerry. And as a marketing effort to uh, promote his book and his play, he came he up created- with a cartoon a cocktail, Jim. Oh, a cocktail. Um, all right. I don't know about the bowls and the cups and all that stuff. That sounds like it probably goes along with that whole mm-hmm. thing. But I don't know about that. So thank you, Pierce Egan, for that delicious boozy drink with batter in it that we love. Yeah,
0: it's egg batter with, with booze, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's sugar, booze, and some spices sprinkled sprinkle on top. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, excellent. Mm-hmm. So Christmassy. To
2: me, like, you, know, like, you know what would make my brandy
0: better? hot water.
2: <laughs> and you're like, I don't know if that's, that's really true. And you're like, well, wait a second. I'll take some egg whites and a lot of sugar. And I'll and mix it together. Mix it up, aerate it real good. Right. And I'll put it on top of the brandy and hot water. And you're like, still doesn't sound good. And you're like, what if I added nutmeg? Sold. Done. That's as soon as a nutmeg got on. That's when the brandy turned into to wine.
0: So cl- classic Great Lakes uh, northeastern kind of mix.
2: Yeah, and and a lot of restaurants in Buffalo have their tank on the Tom and Jerry. Hey, um,
0: who do we got? We got we got you know obviously the place. Yep. You know we've got we've got Waxlight. I know the Delaware and Kenmore does it. Remedy House. Um, Remedy House. Remedy House mm-hmm. is doing them now this Remedy year, House. Schwab's uh, is a big one. Schwab's. Oh, craving Schwabble's. on Hurdle. Yep. Yeah, they're a good one. Um, I know there are more. Friend of the pod, Rojo, Rojo, Bingo, okay. rohalls. absolutely. And
1: listeners, if you're hearing this and you have like a recommendation for a bomb ass Tom and Jerry, please let us know. Yeah, send it over. Send over your grandma's recipe for the batter. Right, or let us know
2: on on, on Twitter or yeah. on Facebook. You're like, we're looking but, for it. Right. Yeah, oh, especially if you've got a homemade Tom and Jerry recipe. Mm. I made a uh, homemade Tom and Jerry's a couple years ago. It was like summer. <laughs> <laughs> because if there's anything that's that's a great summer drink it's <laughs> heating up liquor and then adding a bunch of egg whites on top of it oh <laughs> yes but uh it was a going away party for our friend Ashley yes uh her her parents came up from eden or some nonsense they they live like uh one of the far southern suburbs of uh Southwest suburbs of Buffalo, um, came up, and I I made the mixture and then made the meringue, and we had Tom and Jerry's in like July, because that was the drink she wanted to have at her going away party, and I'll tell you I mean, look, you might say it's not a summer drink, but you know, like sometimes taking a hot shower in the summer makes the outside feel cooler, having a hot Toddy, having a hot drink like a a Tom and Jerry, it was
1: kind of refreshing, a little bit. It was no gin and tonic, no, but it sounds delicious. One of my favorite holiday traditions, guys. Let's hear it. I love, I love to go down and watch them light like the big tree. I think you, you were there with me a couple years ago, right, Ryan and Kel? We we saw the.
3: The malfunction.
1: Well, <laughs> remind the listeners who who Buffalo might not have. Buffalo Place. Yes, Buffalo Place. What what happened with our uh, the, the ice rink? Our ice rink and our tree lighting ceremony. I I just remember like sparks or something.
3: Yeah, I. It's a. It's supposed to light from somewhere and then like the flames shoot across. Or flames probably wasn't the right word. But it might. I think it
1: ended up being some kind of flame, though.
3: Yeah, something malfunctioned and sparks were just fly, flying across and just hitting the whatever building that is, that office building that's right next to the tree. <laughs> and every single time it happened, <laughs> everyone went, ah! And it, it was the best part of the whole tree lighting.
0: I, they should weird. all be like that. Yeah, it was weird. We saw that and then we shot down on the train and, and went down to Canal Side to see the other... The other tree lighting, because because the canal side people decided to move their tree lighting to that night to compete with the, that's with just the what Buffalo need, Place tree that's lighting, That's just what we right? need
1: in <laughs> Buffalo, yeah. competing tree yeah. lightings.
0: Yeah, normally they're offset on different nights, so everyone can see each tree lighting, but, you know, whatever. I guess there's a small market for that kind of
1: thing. And I think you got to let the market decide <laughs> on tree lightings. Uh, sure. Mm-hmm. But I do. I do like to see the, the, the trees get lit up. That's, that's always cool.
0: Uh, no, it's, it's a beautiful thing. When I mean, you get to do it once a year, and uh, it's nice. There's nothing to do in the winter but that, really, a lot of times. I know for a few years we had a, uh, a kind of a winter festival type thing. We don't right. have that anymore. Canal side's kind of taken that place. You can go down ice skate and kind of have fun down there. Um, there there are like, a lot of light festivals around here during the holidays. There's, there's
2: oh yeah, the, the light displays, light festivals. Well, there used to be Delaware Park used to do it, yeah. and I don't know what happened when it when it exactly stopped doing it. Um, no, uh, I, I, I I don't know exactly when it stopped, why why it stopped, but uh, there used to be displays in Delaware Park, and they would they were like uh, they would be they were lit up and it with like Santa Claus waving and like. Reindeer and snowflakes and that kind of happy horse shit. And um, Stegelmeyer Park in Cheektowaga still does that. They still have the light up and you can drive through the park and see that kind of stuff. And it's kind of similar to what you can do at the
0: fairgrounds in, in Hamburg. Okay. Right. Now, I know made the news. There's a there's a house uh, in Parkside that made the news with their, like, Elaborate light display. It looks right, like and there's bulbs of, bulbous lights of Christmas.
2: Right, and there's a... there's a Bulbous
3: sh- lights of Christmas? That's right, that's what I'm calling bulbous it. Bulbous
2: lights of Christmas, yeah. Uh, that's, it was a, that was a Beach Boy song, I think. Yeah, um, I think so. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's harmonizing. Recreate right now. Right. Uh, it was right after Little St. Nick on their album. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Uh, there's a neighborhood in Lancaster... I can't remember what the name of it is. They don't deserve credit. But, no, uh, (laughs) uh, they do it, and they they do, like, the entire street goes ham on Christmas lights. And people go, like, I I know that front of the pod, Corinne, Corinne uh, went, took her kids to go see this in Lancaster, which for her living in Hamburg, and she lives, like, Bladestell, like Hamburg part of it. To drive all the way to Lancaster to see some fucking houses with lights. <laughs> like those houses better be goddamn decorated. Oh yes. Uh but no they, they so you've got you've got this little bit of Lancaster to go with.
0: Do we still have the Niagara Falls Festival of Lights cuz I remember that being awesome when I was a kid. I know they light up the falls. Right. But what about the like the rest of the thing? I don't know. <laughs> I
2: I think they still have it. But I'm not sure.
3: I saw that about four years ago. It was still around, right?
2: Okay. I, 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 I think for now. I think they still have it. I mean, I know they light up the falls still. I mean, which, which the falls festival of lights. It. I hope they still have it because that's
0: like that's an important tradition to have. I think so. We're better. We're what better place to have it is Niagara Falls, right? Make a whole freaking city light up. And have a whole thing of it.
1: I, I know a lot of people get mad, like, when they show on Bills games. They just show pictures of Niagara Falls. I'm good and, with it. I, I mean, listen. I'd rather see that than the fucking inside of Anchor Bar. 100%. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I I get it to a certain extent. It was cool on the last Bills game where they showed actual pictures of the city yeah, of for Buffalo. for once. Oh. That was neat. But when it comes to, like, Christmas light displays, hell yeah, dude. I would... I would lose my mind if, like, we became, like, renowned throughout the country for having Niagara Falls lit up with Christmas lights. Like, how sweet would that be? Like, you don't ever see anything like that in your life, and we have the privilege to be able to go see it every year.
2: Right. I mean, it, it the most analogous thing would be, like, could you imagine if, like, they strung lights along the entire Grand Canyon?
4: <laughs> It'd it
2: be the same thing. I mean, it's essentially the same thing. It's... It's a natural wonder that is internationally famous. Yeah. That people go, like, they take vacations, they drive. If you go to Niagara Falls in the summer, you can probably see, without exaggeration, 40 of the 50 states' license plates, if you're looking, maybe more. I've seen Alaska there. I've never, see, I've never seen a Hawaii because that seems kind of crazy to fucking <laughs> port your car across uh, and, and then drive across all, the man. country. But um, but I, I have seen Alaska at Niagara Falls State Park where it's you can't be- buy a Confederate flag, but you can... <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's beautiful can during take- the summer. It's beautiful in the winter when it's all lit up. And then when you're done looking at the, the lights and the sights of, of nature, you can go gamble all your money away. Right, you can get a, rid of all, all your money. You can, you can gamble all the way. What better... How, how, how much more American can you get? Really? Tis I the mean, season. I mean, Tis the season.
2: I mean, the only thing that would be more American is if you brought COVID to the casino and gave it to all the Native Americans there.
0: Jim, did you mention the Lancaster Fire Truck Parade?
2: I haven't mentioned it yet. No, the Lancaster Fire Truck Parade, which has been going on for about a decade now. Um, and it, it brings fire, truck, fire companies from all across the state now. Um Ooh, all across the state all across the state last year they had like 120 fire companies. Um it was it, the the parade took hours. My parents happened to live right on the parade route. Um so I invited friends of mine who have children who are like basically like 12 or 13 and under. you know like fire trucks lose their appeal at a certain age.
0: No. Yes they do. No, I love fire trucks as much, not more no, than I used to.
2: But when you were 14, you hated them. And then you you regrew back into them.
0: That's your opinion.
2: That's <laughs> <it's>, yeah. <laughs> I'm going I'm going to take that as a confirmation that I was right. <laughs> you
1: know what they say in Lancaster? Once a red truck fan, always, always a, red a red truck red fan.
2: Truck. Yeah. That's that is what they say even at the school board level. <laughs> um but they, they do the fire truck parade. They throw out candy to the kids. And the very last fire truck that drives by has Santa Claus on it. And you get Santa Claus throwing candy out to the kids. And, and like I said, last year, my parents' house, right on the parade route, we probably had 60 to 70 people at my parents' house. <laughs> um, and, and it ends in the village at the Christmas tree lighting. That's pretty good. Which, you know, last I knew, they didn't have any kind of explosions. Well, they should. They need more explosions. But the Christmas tree, the the Lancaster fire truck parade, realistically, not a bad thing. Not a bad thing to check out. Uh, Most i most places I've seen in in the village of Lancaster or the town of Lancaster, both of which it goes through, um, you get a lot of people having like fire pits out there to keep warm because it's it's usually it's it's after Thanksgiving but before. Pearl harbor day how much candy did you pick up and take away from the kids uh, no i waited for the kids to pick it up and then i took it away from them i'm not bending over <laughs> time to learn a lesson kids yeah a little bit
0: right yeah let's here comes the tax man merry christmas so we talked about you know the canal side ice skating rotary rink the other we so didn't really hold on. We yeah, didn't really talk about we, rubber,
1: we we talked briefly did about we it. we not talk about. I, I'd like to talk a little bit more because that's okay. actually that's one of my favorite Christmas traditions. I it's love beautiful. It really is. It's it's right in the middle of the city. You know, it's just seeing all the lights and skating around, and and even if you're a big yutz like me, who can barely ice skate, I might be even more of a big yutz. That that okay sure that's true, but <laughs> that's the
2: most Yiddish we've used on the show. Since we started. <laughs>
1: Schlamiel schlossel. Happy Hanukkah, by the way. Right, well, yeah. Yes. Mama, can you hear me? Yes. Papa, can you hear me? But, uh, no, I. you know, I, I look like uh, just a sack of meat on blades as I'm going ice skating. Mm-hmm. But I, I can still enjoy it. I love it. I love to go every year. I think it's beautiful. I think it's like a cross-section of people and life. And, and you know, that's what we're all about here. So it's one of the really cool things about Buffalo that – um I don't want to say underappreciated because I think everybody who's been there really appreciates it. We just don't say it enough. So shouts out. I, I think Buffalo place does it, you know, whatever. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out to them. They do it every year.
2: Yeah. No, I've and uh, they've been doing it. Yeah. I, I've never skated at the rotary rink. I've only skated twice in my entire life. So never in public.
0: <laughs> yeah. When, when I skate it's like crutching for my dear life on the wall and just hoping I get around. One circle.
2: No, that's better than I have
0: because <laughs> both times I've ice skated my entire life,
2: we're at my cabin on the pond oh. where there's no walls to clutch. Oh, I wouldn't do that if I were you. No, that's, that's a terrible idea. Yeah, no, it was atrocious. I wouldn't do it as fat as I am now. When I was much lighter, I did it. All right, well, good good, good thing. Yeah.
3: But I, I agree there's something about Rodeo Rink being in the middle of the city. You're surrounded by everything that's going on. It's cool. Canal side, it's it's glitzy but it's to me it's not the same
2: right well I agree that the rotary rink has some uh it it's got more of an urban appeal yeah the uh, canal side I, I like canal side I, I want to say but it it feels like it's very suburban for being in the city
3: they do have hot chocolate though
2: they do have hot chocolate but they, and and they have curling. They also have the ice bikes.
0: That's where I'm at. I don't skate anymore. I ice bike,
2: baby. Yeah, I'd like to try an ice bike.
1: It's good. But uh, I'd like I, to, what, what is an ice bike?
2: I want to get an. I want to get an ice bike and take it to the cabin.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, all right, you might might have to write a check for that one. An ice bike is on the back. It's like two skis, and on the front, it's like a bunch of rubber that propels you forward. I think, or maybe it's vice versa.
3: It's people? like the the water bikes that you see people doing in the river yeah, yeah, awkwardly.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, one one thing prototypes.
0: floats and steers, and the other thing propels when you pedal.
1: Oh, we could build one of those.
0: Oh, absolutely. There might be a patent on it, so patent pending. But mm. man, it's a beautiful thing. You know, we we got two good places to go if you want to be 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 on ice and like potentially turn your ankle.
2: Right. It, more than potentially. <laughs> like as you get older, like the 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 correlation to like turned ankles to age just gets closer and closer to one.
0: I think we're at the point where uh we need to go around the table and talk about our favorite Buffalo Christmas memories.
2: Well we we got I got one last Christmas tradition I want to talk about
0: before oh, we talk about our memories. Let's get it in.
2: And this is a memory that I don't have. And I'm the oldest person here. Yes. But it's something that I, I've heard so much about being a t- Buffalo tradition that it's even something that, like, doesn't exist anymore but was Sadly down. doesn't exist anymore. Sadly doesn't exist, and that's AMA, AMA's displays downtown. Um, I was talking to my mother about this um, in advance of the show, and she told me that, like, you know, it, her grandmother, my great-grandmother, um, my mother and her sisters would go to my great-grandmother's house, my, her grandmother's house um, in Kenmore. They would ride the bus because my grandmother didn't drive or my great-grandmother didn't drive. They'd ride the bus, the Elmwood bus from Kenmore downtown and check out the am and displays every single Christmas. And it was, it was the only time that they got to ride the bus and the only time they got to go downtown.
0: I love it. I love that time period.
2: Um, and those displays were, you know, it, I mean, they went all out. The, the building had the displays on on all four sides. Um, I think they had animatronics and and, and
0: yeah, all, kinds all kinds of, kinds of things. Lights, yeah. animatronics, all kinds of elaborate yeah. shit. You know, I mean, at back, the, at, back when, you know, a department store was a viable business opportunity. Right. Yeah.
2: And, and they were centered in downtown areas. They weren't in malls.
1: Um we I, I should we should send out this article. I actually found an article about this written by uh former was he Comptroller, Steve Sitchon? Well, he right. was a comptroller candidate. Comptroller candidates. No, he was clerk candidate. Clerk candidate, right. Uh but he is he is the Buffalo historian. Um has a website, Buffalo Stories, and, and I did find a story with pictures uh from the old A's displays. And I have to say it looks much. These look much cooler than like anything that you see today. They so a, cool. They had a full floor toy land in their store. You don't
0: have that anymore. You don't even have Toys R Us anymore, right? This is pretty sweet.
1: I'm very, I'm very jealous of those kids. From well, well, check check out our Facebook this week. Yeah, we'll post we'll, that. We will we'll post, post a link.
0: We'll
2: make them use his social media for a change. <laughs>
0: But uh, you know now now AM and As is just some derelict fenced up piece of shit downtown. Wish it was what it was mm-hmm. 20, thirty years ago. Beautiful.
1: Well yeah, guys give me your I, I you know it's funny like I, I'll tell you what I will actually give you I'll, I'll start with my favorite Christmas memory all right yeah so you know, my family we, we were decidedly not well to do um, you know pretty pretty poor, we'll say. And I think there, there are, like, certain uh, charities in the area who will do, you know, like, Christmas, um, you know, Christmas for the kids or whatever uh, for, for low-income families. And so we, we certainly qualified for that. And I don't know if it was the Buffalo News. I forget, like, which particular charity it was. But we were, we were charity cases. And we actually, they came to our house, and Jay McKee, Buffalo Sabre, Jay McKee, came to our house and I got like an autographed J McKee Jersey with the old goat head on it. I still have it somewhere, but it was like the red and black Jersey and Jay McKee was in our living room. And I was just like, we have a picture at my mom's house. I'll have to show you guys. But, um, yeah, like it was, you know, like what well, could have been a real shitty Christmas cause we're real poor, but it, it actually turned out to be awesome. And, you know, it's really easy to get cynical about seeing like athletes do, you know, like, hey, go see the kids type things. But I remember from my childhood, like, that was fucking awesome. That's just cool. yeah. And, and yeah. Jay McKee wasn't, it wasn't like it was uh, LaFontaine or um, Drury or somebody. It was just like Jay McKee, but it was there in my living room. It was cool. Yeah. That's very cool.
3: So, so my memory has a similar thread to yours, Ree. Um, one of my,
2: she was in Jay McKee's living room. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Um, uh, no, that's not that's not it. Um, but I you know, I danced growing up, so one of my favorite Christmas things was always going to the Nutcracker. Um, I went a lot when I was a kid. And then um, you know, around when I was 15 or 16, we went to see a performance at UB. I don't remember who the, the dance company was. But um, between the first and the second half, uh, my dad told me to turn around and look behind me. And I turn around. And Marty Baron is uh-huh. sitting right behind. And as fifteen-year-old me, I shit my dick. I loved, my, I loved Marty Baron. So he he signed my program. still a
0: very attractive man.
3: Uh, I, you know, I mm-hmm. I have to agree with that. Uh, <laughs> but now I talk about the the nicest man. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna meet a local. Hockey celebrity. I mean, mm-hmm. geez, he was so nice. He
2: he is a very nice man. I've gotten, to, I've had a chance to meet Marty a couple of times. Um, his uh, his babysitter for a while lived across the street from one of my friends' parents, which meant that uh, in it was in the village of Lancaster. So how I got to meet Marty was uh, his babysitter's family invited him and his friends over for the 4th of July parade in the village of Lancaster. And it was directly across the street from my friend's parents. So like one, one 4th of July I got to meet Daniel Briere and Marty Baron. Oh, because they were just hanging out in the village of Lancaster for the 4th of July parade right across the street from like, you know, I mean, I was, as anybody who's listened to last week's episode can tell, probably drunk.
4: Jesus,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you! I, I know it's uh, what. <laughs> it's, my liver left a long time ago. <laughs> um, but yeah. You know, so, uh, so I've got I I got to meet Marty. Was there for like three years in a row.
3: So you and a couple French Canadians on the Fourth of July. Just
2: me and a couple of French Canadians going. Yeah, we love the Fourth of July. <laughs> <Sounds> okay.
0: <laughs> What's your favorite Christmas memory? So, um, my or or tradition? Well, it
2: was I'm gonna say it's memory slash tradition type of thing. Um, on my dad's side of the family, he my father is one of six children, and between the six of them and my grandmother, when I was growing up, they all hosted different holidays. Now, for Christmas, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day were two separate holidays that both were hosted. So Christmas Eve was at my Uncle Brian and Aunt Sandy's house. And uh, it was when the kids got all their gifts. And they had a finished basement with a bar in it. So the adults had plenty of a good time. And the kids had a great time because we opened up a bunch of toys. And then we just ran all the sugar off by playing with our toys all night long. And then Christmas Day, woke up. Opened our toys and what other other gifts we got underneath the tree, uh, gifts that weren't toys. Who cared? But the toys. Socks and underwear, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Socks, <laughs> or, uh, slacks, <laughs> socks, trousers. Bullshit. Right. Yeah. Who cares? Um. But toys, yes. Uh, and then um, we would go do Christmas Day. At my other aunt's house. My Aunt Patty and Uncle Jerry's house. Um, which we would have a Polish Christmas where, you know, plenty of Polish sausage and, and pierogies available for, for your Christmas dinner. Not the traditional ham. Although there was ham there as val- uh, available as well. But most people were gorging on sausage.
0: That's pretty much my tradition. Every uh, every year since since um, I can remember.
2: Oh, I, I did omit... In between, uh, so uh, we would do Christmas Eve at my um, aunt and uncle's house, and we would do midnight mass on New Year's Eve, or Christmas Eve for Christmas. Um, growing up Catholic, and it was that was huge because I got to stay up so late. <laughs> you know, I mean, because the Catholic mass starting at midnight goes until like. Quarter a, after one, one thirty. It's like a two hour long mass. Oh yeah, they make a big deal out of it. I mean, especially depending on who it was. Um, most of the time, the priests that they would have assigned to it were the quicker priests who would do like an hour and fifty, hour and fifteen minutes. But you know, like we might have Monsignor, and Monsignor would do a two hour mass, and you'd just be like, "Well, then
0: you have the choir. They they they'd have all the instruments and everything, right? They don't and, really have right, and they'd have somebody to give birth to Jesus. Yeah, all that." Right, isn't that crazy?
2: And they'd have to the, see that in person. Right, and the donkeys and all yeah. the animals there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I would say that you know the, the crazy you
0: know the the, the people Christmas like Eve. suspended from from wires. Right, people suspended that whole thing from wires. Yep, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, you know, similar thread there. Uh, very, very growing up in Dunkirk. Very, very Polish traditions. You know, about a week before, you'd make the pierogi and the sausage, make some cookies. Um, To your point, Christmas Eve was the big night. Mm -hmm. That was the night you did it. You know, you exchange gifts. You had all the food. Um, They'd have this, like, wafer, like a communion-type wafer. You'd you'd pass around for, like, you know, know, for good luck or having a good health or whatever. And then Christmas, you just kind of eat leftovers and chill and play with your toys. Mm. That was it. Uh, it, 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 I always had
2: dogs growing up.
0: Yeah. My family always had dogs. Wait, wait, for Christmas dinner?
2: Yeah, for Christmas dinner. Yeah. That's we, not right, man. I, I mean, normally we'd have horse,
1: but sometimes <laughs> we had dogs. <laughs> Dog-shaped cookies? <laughs> wow. Um,
0: I hope. Oh, the truth comes out. But I,
2: I, no, I always had to worry about my toys with my dogs because uh, I had a couple of dogs that ate all my toys. Like, I probably had, like... Had I saved them, thousands of dollars worth of Star Wars toys. Yeah, but goddamn Pee Wee, that little piece of shit used to come and and take like you know
0: like my Han Solo out of my room, and then hide it in my parents' bed and chew the shit out of it. Do you remember there was a thin head fat Han Solo and a fat head Han Solo, mm-hmm. and then the fat head was like an anomaly and it was like worth so much more. Oh yeah. I remember having that as a kid, too, and I don't know what happened to it. I had the Ewok Village yeah, with all the
2: Ewoks and, and everybody from uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Everybody's favorite film from that, the trilogy, Empire Strikes Back. Everybody's like, oh, I love the Ewoks. I mean, obviously, I did because I was like fucking five years old.
0: That's who it was targeted for.
2: Right. Yeah, I mean, the, the original Star Wars came out in, what, 77? I wasn't born yet. So, like when Empire Strikes Back came out and I was targeted for little kids, I happened, it was the first one I saw because I would have been like four or five when it came out. I'm sure my parents took me to the theater
4: mm-hmm.
2: and I was it probably covered my ears because it was too loud and didn't see and didn't care about anything. Certainly didn't care about the plot, but I liked the Ewoks because they were interesting, they were funny. And they they almost ate like the Star Wars guru. Well, they that almost ate. Yeah, 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 I mean that was the thing is like Ewoks were supposed to be. Oh, they're cute and funny, and they're clearly cannibals. They're wearing like other like animals like carcasses <laughs> on top of them. Yeah,
0: they're they're majorly fucked up in some way. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like. But they're like, just cute enough to get by.
2: Right. Uh, it's, it's If Jeffrey Dahmer was three and a half feet tall and covered in fur, <laughs> he'd be an Ewok.
0: Right. We, we were like, well, what a great guy. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great, good place to wrap up our Christmas discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking about the Star Wars Christmas special, the infamous Star Wars Christmas special? Oh, yeah. No, I
1: don't think we have to go much further than Jeffrey oh, Dahmer uh, uh, Ewok.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, the, the old Jeffrey Dahmer Christmas special. you remember that? I think it was on ABC. Yeah. After Disney purchased yeah, WKBW was yeah. a big proponent of yeah, it. Yeah, Major Tom was, like, introducing Jeffrey Dahmer. Right, yeah. And they did a number together. Right. It was great. But you got to play us out on the, the Charlie
1: Brown Christmas music with that, right?
0: <laughs> Drum control to Major Tom. All right, sounds good. Hey, everyone, happy holidays, Hanukkah, yeah, have a, have Kwanzaa, a great Christmas.
2: Christmas. Um, I'm going to break tradition here. Yeah, let's do let's it. Say, next week, we're going to talk about our resolutions.
0: Okay. Normally, right.
2: normally, we don't say what we're talking about the next week, but next week we're talking about our
0: resolutions. Yeah. If
2: you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at James Tamil.
1: I am uh, at Dario Ryan Steel. I'm at gofuckyourself at <laughs> fuckyou.com.
2: Uh, and on Instagram, I am Battle Jim of the Republic. See you next week. Thanks. the right
4: Red, hey.